0: Good morning. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Isaiah. We're going to read from Isaiah chapter 42, starting to read at verse 1. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law the islands will put their hope. This is what God the Lord says. He who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to his people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand, I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, or my praise to idols. See, the former things have taken place, and now new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. Let me just read that last verse again. See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare, before they spring into being, I announce them to you. This is God's word, and he's speaking to us through it, and he's speaking to us today, just as he spoke to the people in the days of Isaiah. Let's just pray. But Father, we thank you again for your word, and again as we come before it this morning, we ask that you bless us as we take joy in what we hear, but also that we might see the warnings, that we might heed them. And our Father, we pray that we might know you as our Saviour. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this passage uh, from Isaiah, it's one of the seven passages and verse 42. We're just going to really go through verse 1 and 1 to 4. And just a little question, uh, who do you expect to find in the manger? This year, because of COVID-19, things have changed dramatically and they've impacted on the way we live, not least of all on how we will spend Christmas. But as we approach Christmas, I would like us to walk in the shoes of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah lived during the time when God's people, who, because of their rejection of God, were living in difficult times. They were living in captivity in Babylon. Life for them had changed drastically, and it seemed that there was very little light at the end of a dark tunnel. Isaiah was sent by God to, with a message for the people of his day. But God also has a message that extended into the future, going beyond the future of the people in Isaiah's day. His message was also for the people who were around at the time of the birth of Jesus, and also for us who live today, and also it goes on for those who will live after us. Let me put it this way. The message from Isaiah is for those who were around before the birth of Jesus, for those who lived during the time from his birth to his resurrection and ascension, and then for you and I today, and also for those who will come after us, and it will be there until Jesus returns. So this is an everlasting message. The book of isaiah is 66 chapters long an awful lot of information in there it's a wonderful book to read and in it we have important glimpses of the baby the baby who was to be born in bethlehem the one who would be the man who would walk the streets of galilee and jerusalem the savior who would die And the one who will return as King of Kings, whose reign is eternal. Who is this person? Well, in one word, Jesus. You know, we have seen quite a few uh, new births during this COVID uh, period. And I'm sure that they have all been delivered by a much-stretched NHS. And as these... Little babies have come into the world and they have been welcomed and we welcome them and we pray for them. We continue to pray for them and we continue to pray for their safety. I want us just to think about um, an expectant mother. You see, an expectant mother will more than likely want to know as much about her child before the child is born. As much as she can. And those mothers can, by means of a scan, view something. That has not yet been seen. And from this, they can be given information about the one who is yet to be born. Information like uh, the time of the birth and probably the place of the birth. Arrangements might be made for them to have appointments and maybe they'll have the birth in the women's hospital, maybe they'll have it at home, maybe some other hospital. Uh, One thing for sure, it certainly won't be in a stable. Uh, I hope not anyway. But bear this thought in mind as we look at what Isaiah will tell us about a child who would be born. And that birth would have happened some 600 years after Isaiah had died. Isaiah's faith was in the things unseen. Isaiah's message to his people was to remind them that they had turned their backs on God. They only had themselves to blame for the state that they were in. They were living as captives in the land of Babylon. But God had a plan and God had heard their cry. And he would prepare a way for them to be set free from their bondage and to be given the opportunity to turn their lives back to God. That was God's message to them. God's message has not changed. God has not changed. And that message is the same because we as people have not changed. We still live as imperfect people in what is still an imperfect world. Let's just remind ourselves of what Paul said in Romans chapter 3 verse 23. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, this is a truth, a truth that applied to the people in the days of Isaiah, a truth that applies to us in our day today. Now, let's just think about what we thought in that illustration, the scan of an unborn child. We could treat this that Isaiah is showing us as really like, if you want, the scan of an unborn child. In Isaiah 42, Isaiah is going to give us an insight into the birth of Jesus. Jesus as, in this case, God's servant. So let's go to Isaiah 42 and let's just go through verses 1 through to verse 4 and let's just um, look at them together and see what we can learn from them. So it starts with, Isaiah says, here is my servant, or God says through the Voice of Isaiah, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. Firstly, the word servant means one who is obedient to the one who has called him to serve. And this servant will be a faithful servant. He will do the will of the Father, the will of God the Father. The one in whom the Father will say more than once, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Now here's my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom I delight. This servant is chosen. He will be supported, he will be loved, and he will please God. Isaiah is speaking here at the time that is known to us as the first Christmas, Matthew in his gospel confirms the truth of Isaiah's words let's go to Matthew chapter 12 and read verse 17 first this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah so Matthew's going to tell us something and he's going to tell us because this that Isaiah prophesied is now happening and this is what he goes on to say in verse 18 and 21 of Matthew chapter 12. And he's, he's really repeating what Isaiah said. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name the nations will put their hope. So Matthew quotes this statement telling us that this is speaking about Jesus. Matthew, the one who has witnessed and could bear testimony to these things, the fact that this was the true description of who Jesus is. So Isaiah was right. Now, Let's go to the Christmas story. When Joseph heard that Mary was expecting a baby, at first he struggled with the news. Matthew 1, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Just remember that little bit there, through the Holy Spirit. We'll mention that again later. And in verse 20 of Matthew, verse 18, we read this. But after he, this is Joseph, but after he had considered, what's he considering? He's considered the news that he's had that his wife-to-be is pregnant. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in here is from the Holy Spirit. There's that phrase again. You know, when I think about these things, I wonder if Joseph, on considering these things, called to mind more of the words of Isaiah. Joseph was a faithful man. He would have known the book of Isaiah. He would have known passages from it. Maybe he learned them from school as they did in those days where they could recite a whole book. And maybe he called to mind Isaiah 7 verse 14 when Isaiah said, Therefore the Lord himself will give a sign, right? The virgin will conceive, right? And give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Those words of Isaiah spoken many years before the event, could they have been one of the texts that Joseph was familiar with and maybe helped Joseph to trust in a thing that at that point he could not see as he put his faith into something that had never happened before? A virgin would give birth. You know, I don't know whether Joseph did think in that, direction. But you know, this really is a reminder to us how important the words of the Old Testament are. They still speak to us today in our day, and they will speak to those who come after us. Paul uh, also speaks to us in our New Testament. Paul speaks in Philippians about God becoming man, Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of This is the word, a servant, being made in human likeness. So this is the servant that Isaiah was speaking about 600 years earlier. But now back to Isaiah as he reveals to us the nature of this child and what his work would be. We read this in that chapter 42. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. Okay, I did say when we looked at Matthew 1 verse 18, to remember that little phrase, through the Holy Spirit. I will put my spirit on him. Matthew 1 verse 21. Back to the Christmas story as told to us by Matthew. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This baby would be a faithful servant to do the will of God, which is that none should perish, but that all should be saved. That was God's desire for the nation of Israel in Isaiah's day. And the same desire is for us to be saved in our day. He will save his people from their sins. But what about these glimpses of the baby, what he will be like What will he be like when he goes on? Back to what Isaiah said in in chapter 42. He will not shout or cry out. A bruised reed he will not break. And a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. Let's just look at them individually. He will not shout or cry out. How does that speak about the nature of, of this baby when he becomes a man? Well, it tells us he would have a gentle and a meek nature. Remember, meekness is not weakness. We say that often, don't we? But it's true. And in fact, you need to be strong to be meek. But when the time is right, this baby will also be strong. And we will eventually see the strength and the power that he has. The one who was there at creation and who one day will sit on the judgment throne to administer the wrath of God. This one also has compassion, love, and grace. He is also righteous. And justice must be done. We see all these things in the book of Isaiah. But this morning, we're looking at the servant. And we see the work of the servant. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. This is... Showing something of the nature of Jesus. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. John also in 12 verse 47. If anyone hears my words, but does not keep them, I do not judge that person. For I did not come to judge the world but to save the world. That was his mission when he came. This is God's day of grace that we live in. This is our opportunity to listen to the compassionate words of Jesus. Let's see what else we learn from this. uh, Chapter 42 of Isaiah. A bruised reed he will not break. That means he will not crush the weak. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. These are the bruised reeds that he will not break. Rather than that, he will bring those words. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and i will give you rest this is the rest and the peace that we have when we know him as our savior as i goes on and the smoldering wick he will not snuff out what does that mean that means rather than extinguish a weak flame he will fan it into life you know we see that time and time again as he dealt with the disciples. They led him down. They started to wander away. Their light was beginning to dim. He didn't snuff them out. He did bring them to book. He would say to them, Oh, you of little faith. But then he'd go on to build up that faith, to fan the flame and bring the smouldering wick into A burning desire. He will not snuff it out. John 10 verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Not just life, but life to the full. And not just this life, but eternal life. Back to what Isaiah had said. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. That's partly speaking of the strength and the power of who Jesus is. But you know, for us this morning and for us as we approach Christmas, the gift has been offered. But we must remember there are consequences from refusing to accept it. And this little verse here is a reference to when Jesus will return and when he returns, this time he will come as judge. Put their hope in. What do you hope for this Christmas? The special gift that you as yet have not seen. When it comes... Will it come wrapped in bright, shiny paper? When you open it, will it be what you want? Or will it be what you need? I want us just to consider, uh, as we finish this morning, the words of a hymn. I want to just share these words with you. Sometimes when we just listen to them, we can take them in more. But listen to what it says. This is about hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found. Dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Who do you expect to find in the manger? Well, listen to the words of Isaiah that we've looked at this morning. And we will see the one who is the servant who came to serve. And part of that service was for him to lay down his life so that you and I could live free from God's wrath. Let's pray. Our Father, we just thank you that we can approach Christmas and as we do, we can see more of you. And we pray that that is what we will do. Yes, we will enjoy all the other things, the lights and the tree and the cards and the presents. But our Father, don't let that be the important part of Christmas. May you be the centre. May Jesus be the centre. And we ask these things in his name. Amen.